Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. This week's episode is brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. Since 1989, Southeastern Pond Management has been a leader in pond and lake management services. If you own a pond or a lake anywhere in the Southeast, Southeastern Pond Management can evaluate the health of your pond and then work with you individually to put together the right plan to get what you want out of your body of water. Through electrofishing, liming, fertilizing, and weed control, Southeastern Pond Management is the one-stop shop to help you produce more healthy trophy fish than ever before and if you're interested in building a new pond or lake give these guys a call to help evaluate your land and design the best possible body of water for you if you're anywhere in the southeast schedule an obligation free consulting with one of their biologists by calling 1-888-830-POND or check them out on sepond.com also brought to you by AFCO family owned and operated AFCO Fishing Apparel and Tackle are designed to handle the harshest elements and help you weather any day on the water. From cold tournament mornings to the humid summers in Florida, our products are built to handle the extreme. We are proud to hear customer stories about the 20-plus year life cycle of the AFCO products. Visit AFCO.com, that's A-F-T-C-O.com for on-the-water performance gear. What's up, guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report. I'm your host, Brian Sin. Hope you guys had an absolutely wonderful Christmas. I know we did. Had a lot of family and too much food, and uh, man, Santa Claus was good again this year. So hope you guys had a great Christmas as well. But hey, I think I mentioned it last week. Had a special report last week and going to have another special report this week. Following this week, we will be back on our normal routine and bring you guys the local fishing reports to see what the fish are doing out there right now across the state of Alabama. But today, we're going to have a pretty cool special report. If you guys are like me, there's things that you got on your bucket list that you've put off for years. And I mean, we all do that, right? I mean, uh, we shouldn't, but if you're like me, you probably do. But uh, I'm not getting any younger, and I know that if I have bucket list things that I I need to go ahead and book them and need to go ahead and get it done before I get too dang old, which is happening quick. Costa Rica, I know that's something that you guys that love to fish uh, have probably talked about or thought about it sometime. Maybe you don't know the details of how to get it done, what the costs are associated with it, uh, what to expect. And all that can be really, really overwhelming. But that's what our show, our special report is going to be about today. It's about going to Costa Rica and fishing. So if that's something that you have ever considered doing, if it's a bucket list item, this is going to be a great show today, a great special report to kind of give you the insight on how to do that, how to plan that, all the ins and outs, and how to sell it to your friends, too, to get them to go with you, right? So stay tuned. I hope you all enjoy this week's show with Mark Carlson and Diago Camacho with Crocodile Day. Don't forget, we'll be back next week with our regular segment. So enjoy. We'll talk to you all next week. I'm your host, Joe Baya, here today with my co-host, Butch Theory, and we got a special episode for you guys. We're taking the week off for Christmas, uh, but that doesn't mean that we don't still have plenty to talk about. One of the things that Butch and I have had on our bucket list for a while now is to go down to Costa Rica and see what this fishery is like. We hear a lot about it, but I've never been. Butch, you've never been. We've been talking about it for way too long, first yeah, of all. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's been some things happen this year that both, you know, it's been a weird you, couple of years, let's be yeah. honest. Well, and and you and I've just been talking, man. Like, why are we still why are we still talking about this? You know, yeah. we need to we need if you got something you want to go do, and this is just my general advice to everybody on everything. If you got something you really want to go do, you need to go do it. You know, like now, like figure it yeah. out, figure out how to do it. Get a second job if you can't afford it. Like, go do yeah. it. Because you're not getting any younger, you're not getting any healthier. No guarantee next year's gonna even be an opportunity for you. So That's better right. better get after it. That being said logistically uh how many times have you been on a trip butch where it seemed like it actually would just ended up being more work than just staying home and working you know i mean i I do that to myself 
all the time. Uh, I try to plan too much into a trip. I don't think about sure. the logistics of travel and it's like, man, I get home and I'm more tired. After Need a vacation from your vacation. Set. Right. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to kind of dig down into the details today, everything you need to know about planning a fishing trip to Costa Rica, and then maybe a little bit on how to sell that to the other folks that you might want to take with you. To do that, we're talking with Mark Carlson and Diego Camacho with Crocodile Bay. Diego, I want to start with you, man. Tell us a little bit more about yourself uh, and, and how you got into doing what you're doing. Great. Yeah. Well, my name is Diego Camacho. I am the Fishing and Fleet Director here at Crocodile Bay. I'm a native Costa Rican, but I grew up in the Midwest to uh, graduated high school. And then right out of high school, I moved to Florida. So I've been in Florida for like the past, uh, I want to say right around 20 years, mainly the Keys from Isla Morada all the way to Key West. Uh, so yeah, that's where I started uh, saltwater fishing and uh, been doing it ever since. Very cool. What about you, Mark? I grew up in, in Massachusetts and Harwich and Cape Cod always loved fishing all my life, moved down here to Florida in 1989 and really got into the saltwater fishing and uh, shallow water fishing, light tackle sort of stuff. And I had the opportunity to, uh, to do some advertising and marketing for Tropic Star Lodge down in Panama. And that really uh, ignited my, my love for, for sport fishing and big game fishing. And I worked there for seven years and uh, moved over to Crocodile Bay about a year and a half ago. Very cool, guys. Well, I, uh, I'm i noticing a trend here, and that's that y'all started in a place that was very cold. <laughs> Land, yeah. Landlocked and very cold. Yeah, yeah. Go, going into this week and understand, you know, why you'd want to come to want to come to Florida and want to get even further south and do some fishing. And I think a lot of our folks that listen, they look for that, you know, that off-season trip that they can go take. I mean, you know, like for us, a lot of times in – you know, Butch and I talk about it a lot. In, in August, we're looking for somewhere that's cooler that we can go north. And uh, same thing for our guys, you know, that love to fish. It's like, man, it is cold. Where can I go right now to do some fishing and get out of this weather? Right. Uh, and, and, and we're going to get into that. I want to get into the seasons and kind of break them down in Costa Rica uh, as to maybe when someone might choose to come. Uh, but but first, before we get into the seasons, what are what are the most popular species to target? I mean, most people have like a bucket list fish they haven't caught. What what do people really come to Costa Rica to catch? That depends on what, uh, what you want to target. For example, this area, it's awesome. Really, really good for uh, rooster fish. I mean, for us, landing between 15 to 30 roosters per boat is a pretty normal day. Wow. Um, also, uh, Another species that we normally target a lot, it's the Kubera snapper. The Kubera snapper, uh, you know, as a lot of you guys know, it's the slowest growing snapper, but it's also the biggest growing snapper. So a lot of people want to, you know, get a picture with, uh, with the Kubera. And then offshore, of course, we got the offshore species that are uh, always good, like the sailfish, the blue marlin. Uh, like right now, we're in the tail of the Dorado season where we're still seeing them in huge, huge schools. And uh, also uh, what's gotten really good in the past few months, it's the yellowfin tuna. The yellowfin tuna, uh, the government, Costa Rican government, uh, just passed a law about three months ago where they moved the tuna commercial boats 85 miles in order for them to fish for tuna. So we're now starting to see the results of that where the guys have been bumping into huge schools of tuna right at between seven and 15 miles away. Oh, wow. And, uh, and it's becoming a pretty much uh, everyday thing now. That's very cool. As you were alluding to there, you guys do some near shore stuff and some offshore stuff for those marlin and tuna. Uh, tell us a little bit about your fleet and what kind of boats you're running there, Diego. Sure. We do. Uh, we have 33 foot, strike boats which are diesel tower boats and then we have 24 foot boston whalers with outboards 200 twi tw twin 200 outboards you know it sounds like y'all are well equipped in, t in terms of what people uh what kind of trip people want to go on i know that like when i travel to hunt or fish i'm always wanting to kind of scratch something off the list that i can't back home you know so like for me like you were talking about the rooster fish, the cuberas. I mean, you can catch a cubera close to me, but not that prevalent. I mean, it's kind of a, a very rare thing. Black marlin, you know, that's another species that, you know, we just don't have here in the, in the Northern Gulf. 
when it comes to black marlin, that's a fish that's on my bucket list personally. Let's kind of start there and, and get into when to target these fish. So if somebody said black marlin's my fish, man, when, when do I need to come? Well, for black marlin, I'd like to say we have two different months that are always good for black marlin. Usually February, the end of January, the beginning of February, we do see them uh, uh, come out and play. And then again, right at, at the transition from the from summer to rainy season. Mm. Uh, the rainy season, you know, creates a lot of good currents, you know, washing off all the good debris from the rivers and, and all the good logs and trash and stuff like that. And that's where uh, Black Martin likes to come and, and hang out. Uh, normally, we either catch them trolling, but most of the time we'll catch them with uh, live bonitas. They love live bonitas. Very cool. Yeah, and that's a that's a perfect time of year for folks in our part of the world, uh, you know, that are looking for that that late winter trip to take. I mean, that's an awesome time to kind of get out of Dodge around here, fishing really kind of as it is as doldrums then, and that gives them an opportunity. So, you know, black marlin rooster fish, I mean, you, you've kind of run the gamut. Is there any species that people are maybe missing out on? You know, maybe it's something that you guys have a great fishery for, but it's not publicized. It's not well known. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, like rooster fish and, and like black marlin do. Uh, the snapper bite, man. We have uh, the snapper bite here is always awesome. And not only for Kuberas. Uh, right now, we hold the record for uh, a Colorado snapper. And we actually just broke that one about a few months ago. We broke the record again. Uh, the, the actual record on IGFA, it's 24 pounds, and we broke it at 26 pounds not too long ago cool. with the Colorado snapper. Uh, another snapper that's that's always good to, to target is the yellowtail, the Pacific yellowtail snappers. It makes some great dinners, especially, you know, if if the customer wants to go out to catch dinner, you know, that's, that's number one for us. That's cool. We also um, we also cater to people who want to do some different kinds of fishing that um, we normally take our ordinary clients on. You know, some people are really into um, uh, slow pitch jigs. Uh, there are fly fishermen who come down, so we cater to every style of fishing. Yeah, very cool. Yep, that was going to be my next question: was how do you guys target those snapper? Are you mostly jigging? Is it? I assume it's all natural, you know, natural bottom. But are you jigging them mostly, or do you use bait? What's your setup there? Well, that's that's actually the good thing about uh, our inshore fishing. It's not completely trolling all the time. No, we're actually, you know, using live baits, jigs, artificial lures, topwater lures, you know, and stuff like that. They're always effective. I mean, some people uh, be surprised on on how much fish you can catch on on a jig, on a bait, and on a topwater lure in the same spot. So it's 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 not like we have you know, a rule where we only use live baits and, and that's it. No, um, we like to target them with uh, different techniques um, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, but the most effective, I would say, especially in short, the most effective is, li- is pretty much gliding live baits off the stern while we either, you know, jigging, casting, using live baits off the front. So so that's the best That's the best for our client's experience too. So our, our normal trip is usually three guys uh with your mate and your captain so we've got one person like diego said fishing off the off the stern with the live bait we got somebody up front with a you know top water plug boom 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 and then we've got somebody with with a jig so there's there's a variety of fishing methods going on at the same time so we're bound to catch something that way optimizing your chances yeah and you kind of find find what they want that day too. We talk about that a lot, you know, mixing things up and and finding out what they're really keyed up on that particular day. Sounds really cool. Now I want to go back to the seasonality of things. I mean, you know, that black Marlin thing, late winter, that's a time I'd love to, you know, kind of get away from home. Uh, that's a fish that I haven't caught and want to catch. I mean, but everybody's a little different. Some people it's the rooster fish. Some people it's, you know, it may be catching that giant Dorado or Mahi Mahi as we, as we call them. Um, when you think about winter though, you know, you think about that that mid December to mid March time frame. What species, if somebody wants to come to Costa Rica during that time frame, what species are they going to be focusing on then? Well, offshore, I would say it'll be selfish season. Selfish season usually starts like the 
uh, I want to say like the last week of December, and it'll probably run to like the third week of February. Uh, it's their spawning season. I mean, they come up to uh, to spawn and lay eggs and stuff like that. So it's a lot easier for the guys, for the captains to find them, you know, especially they, they like to hang out on the surface. Uh, we do uh, around those those months, we do have a couple of double digit stays where, you know, the guys are landing between 10 and 15 sailfish per boat, uh, racing between 15 and 20 uh, sailfish per boat. So, yeah, those those months are always good for sailfish and for like I just mentioned, the yellowfin tuna. I mean, the yellowfin tuna, before, I like to say the yellowfin tuna was always good around those months too, around, you know, January and, uh, and February. But, uh, but now, it's like I just mentioned, it's, become, it's becoming an everyday thing. So I, mm. you know, I want to throw that in there too. The inshore, we like to say that our inshore fishing is pretty much a year-round thing. The rooster fish, they're not really migratory. They like to stick around in the same area, especially if they, find, they found a safe home. They like to stick around and stuff, so it's a little bit easier for our captains to find them. So, um, so in short, depending on what you want to target, I would like to say it's an, it's pretty much a year year round thing. And you mentioned offshore. You mentioned black marlin and, and blue marlin, so that those winter months are are excellent for all the billfish species. You know, December, January into February, and like uh, Diego mentioned before, there's another season when the dry season becomes wet. I'd say those two months are great for billfish, more for blue marlin, not as much more for black marlin uh, during July and August. I'm sure. This segment was brought to you by AlabamaFishingShow.com. The all-new Alabama Fishing Show is coming to Gaston, Alabama at the venue at Coosa Landing on George Wallace Drive, March the 10th through the 12th. The only true fishing show in Alabama, featuring all things fresh and salt water. If you fish, don't miss the latest fishing gear, equipment, apparel, custom tackle, lures, rods and reels, and electronics, and guides. March the 10th through the 12th, $10 for adults, $8 for kids, 5 and under are free. Tickets are available online or at the door. Free parking. Learn more at alabamafishingshow.com. We hope to see you there. Also brought to you by Bucks Island. Bucks Island has been in business since 1948 for all of your new and used boat needs, as well as motor sales and services. And now they have a pro-level tackle store. Boat and motor trade-ins are welcome. Visit them online at BucksIslands.com or give them a call at 256-442-2588. Also brought to you by Texas Hunter since 1954, Texas Hunter Products has produced the best engineered and finest quality feeders and hunting blinds in the industry. The Texas Hunter brand has become synonymous with quality and durability. By sticking to premier standards, the company delivers tough, long-lasting products that meet the real-life needs of anglers and hunters across America. Their fish feeders, deer feeders, hunting blinds, and outdoor accessories are among the highest rated in the industry. You can trust that your purchase from Texas Hunter Products will meet your needs for generations to come. To learn more, visit TexasHunter.com. Moving into spring, how do things start to change up? You know, we're talking that mid-March, again, through mid-June time frame. Again, that for certain parts of the continental United States, uh, that early spring can be tough to get some reliable fishing in, man. I mean, it, it can be good if you get out there, but it can also just be blowing all the time. Uh, I want to ask you some questions about the weather and, you know, how, how you guys handle uh, weather days and things like that. But before we get to that, what do you think of species wise when it comes to the springtime? Well, in the springtime, let's see the off season here what was always sold us the off season because of the rain. But honestly, it's, 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 it's the only matter that we need to worry about. It's the rain, but the bite actually becomes a lot better. We do have a bunch of double digit days especially with all the good currents that, you know, the, all the, the, the debris and everything out there, it is way easier for our captains to find the fish. You know, once you find that good current with all the bait fish under it, I mean, it's on. So, uh, so those months are always good because like I just mentioned, because it's, it's a little bit easier for our captains to find the good areas. They're always looking for, you know, the floating logs and branches and stuff like that. Uh, that's what, that's where they like to hang out at. Diego, and, when and, is that? Uh, when is that rainy season that you mentioned? Our our rainy season here it's it's actually the opposite f- 
from from your summer. So when it's summer over there, it's rainy season over here. So our rainy season would start, I would say, like the beginning of May, we start seeing the rain again, and it'll run all the way to about October. To like the end of October and then November, it'll start calming down. But as far as temperature goes, temperature is pretty much same year round. It's just rainy. But uh, but yeah, I mean, we always have good action for those months. Yeah, it doesn't sound like an off season. I was born wet. I can I can deal with the rain. <laughs> it sounds pretty nice yeah, to get exactly. out of. That's the- what I always yeah. tell people. I mean, if you if if you don't mind the rain, I mean, the winter is, is the time to come. Especially if you want to target billfish with the higher chances of of getting one, I would definitely suggest those months. And the rain the rain comes uh, in bands a lot of times. So there are there are few days out there that you have a total washout. Right, kind of like it is here. You just kind of have a pop up storm, and then you're you know you're pretty much good for the rest of the day. Yeah, a lot of times that's right. Diego, whenever you're talking about getting those ten or fifteen, you know, double digit shots a day, are you guys trolling? You know, kind of using dredges and teasers and pitch baits, or how are you yes, guys getting the numbers like that? That's kind of fun fishing. That's the kind of stuff that I like doing here in the Gulf. We not so much sailfish, but blue marlin and white marlin. We've had some pretty good success with that, and there is nothing like teasing one up and putting a pitch bait in front of his face. Yeah. Oh man, the the adrenaline rush. I always tell people the adrenaline rush you feel in that moment. It's unexplainable. I think you just have to live through it so that you can know what I'm saying. But yeah, uh, we normally catch them trolling. You know, the guys have different methods. All the you know all the captains have different sure. methods of, of trolling. But we you know we all catch them trolling between six and eight knots here in Costa Rica. And it's actually a law where we have to use circle hooks on any type of bait, either dead or alive. Right. The only J hooks we get to use are on lures, uh, like trolling lures and stuff like that, uh, which is great because, you know, it's a, it's, it's a great way for you to uh, release a healthy fish. And, and, you know, our goal is to always release a, a very healthy fish. So, you know, using circle hooks is very important to us. And we do use teasers with no hooks, you know, of course, those are pretty much your short teasers all the time, which the captain takes care of those. And yeah, pitching baits to those teasers are always fun, especially if you've never done it before. You know, just seeing the fish bring out his mouth and bill out of the water while he's trying to get your teaser, you know, and all of a sudden we change the teaser for the bait. And yeah, when it happens, people just go crazy. Yeah. Yep. If you've never done that, make sure you put it on your bucket list for sure. It's and if you're like me, you're gonna you're gonna mess the first one you ever do up big time. Oh, yeah. gonna, you're <laughs> just gonna part have of a it. total freak out. And uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's but, funny because we always give our clients, you know, especially the, the ones that want to hook their own fish. Most of the clients, you know, they, they want the, the mate to do it. And then once they're on, you know, just hand them the rod. Uh, but some of the clients, you know, they want to hook their own fish and stuff. And it's funny because we always give them a practice run before the fish comes up. And on the practice run, everything comes out perfect. But once the fish is behind that teaser and that bill is coming <laughs> out of the water, shaking all over the place then all hell break loose. <laughs> yeah, it's a different it's a different experience for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, as we move into the fall, you mentioned that that rainy season kind of kind of May through October, you know, as we're thinking about fall, mid-September going into, you know, mid-December, we're going to see the rain stop. How does the fishing change during that fall period? Oh, great, man. I mean, the the temperature and the water changes a lot. So uh, the, the, the fish likes to come to the surface a little bit more. And yeah, transition months are always, always good here, man. I mean, I'm, I was actually surprised the first season I was here. And uh, the transition months, I mean, the guys were all, the, the captains, especially the older captains were telling me how good it was. And I totally believed them. But once I, I saw it, I'm like, wow, this is, this is way more than what I was told. I mean, usually I've been fishing you know, a couple of different countries and usually they'll have a, a couple months for a season where, where, you know, where they get the most bites and stuff like that. But here in this area, I've gotten to the point that I, I really don't know when a good season is because, you know, it's, it's, it's just a matter of any time, any day could change and boom, double digits all over. Like mm-hmm. just for an example, like yesterday, you know, every boat in the fleet had a Marlin yesterday. Wow. So it's kind of difficult for me to say, hey, man, you know, uh, December 19th, we're going to raise, you know, 20 Martins, you know, so, but, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, it's, it's, it's like, okay, well, it, they're out there. It's just a matter of when they w- want to come out and play and, and 
just like yesterday, you know, every boat had a marlin, every angler landed a marlin. So, so it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah, something awesome. that I, yeah, it's something that I can, I, I can't really uh, explain to people sometimes. Well, that's just part of fishing. I mean, you got to plan your trip and, you know, the best, if you want to catch a marlin, you know, you guys say this day to this day is the best day. You got to book your trip and you can't help the fishing and the weather. You know, that's just, that's part of it. Right. Um, yeah, we'd be the we'd be the greatest fishing uh, resort in the world right. if we could control that's right. you those. Get, if you get that figured out, you let me <laughs> yeah. know, we'll, and we'll all make millions. <laughs> that's right. Well, man, uh, I've done a few destination fishing trips like this. Costa Rica is is, is it's on my list. Uh, I've not been there, but usually, whenever you take a trip like this, you know, you feel like it's a whole day traveling there. It's pretty much a whole day traveling back. You know, you fish a day or two. Do you guys have packages? Like, do you say, all right, if you know, if you're fishing three days like you need to be here five days basically do you guys have a feel for that you know out of three days you're going to get you know a great fishing day what how kind of how do you put your packages together to get the optimal experience for the angler i guess is what i'm trying to ask yeah well we get a feel for what the angler's expectations are where they're coming from what they're um what they're targeting what their vacation window looks like you know some people don't who own boats you know maybe up in new england or or up and down the east coast they don't want to come down and fish in the summertime because that's the prime time for them to fish in their own backyard so once we get a feel for what the the client is looking for we try to cater their trip to their preferences where they'll get the most bang for their buck so for me i live in south florida it only takes me two hours and 50 minutes to get down to costa rica it's a piece of cake it's a, a really short flight somebody's coming down from South Florida area, I would say you could fish for three days and have a a tremendous time. You could get a little bit of inshore and offshore in that time. Other people, this is a trip of a lifetime. They've, um, they've watched the fishing shows. They've seen people catch billfish. They've never seen a rooster fish and they want to really bend the rods on that. Then I say, well, why don't you come down? for a full week and we could do four days of fishing and you're going to be in Costa Rica. Let's get you into the rainforest. Let's see some monkeys. Let's see some reptiles. Let's do the jungle walk at night and see some of these uh, glow in the dark amphibians Uh, get a taste of everything while you're there. So uh, we do have, we do have a la carte packages catered to somebody's needs. So Diego, listening to you talk about the rooster fish, that's kind of like an everyday thing, right? Like you could probably get that done uh, pretty consistently. If somebody comes in and says, all right, Hey, you know, black Marlin, if I catch a black Marlin, that's going to make my trip. And that's the only fish I really want to focus on. Do you have a given number of days that you would tell them, Hey, plan on fishing three days. That's going to really maximize your chances. Obviously you want them, you know, more the better, but but Sounds like we you, need to go for about two weeks. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, I got to yeah. stay a month, you know, but, uh, you know, do you have a feel for success rates on some of those fish that are, are not as uh, prevalent, can be migratory, you know, especially with billfish. We all know how that goes. They're here one day, gone the next. Yeah. Well, you're right. I mean, uh, I would definitely suggest at least three days to, to complete that goal. I mean, we do have some really, really lucky anglers that come in on the first day, they get what they want. And then the, the next two days, is just a bonus day, you know? Right. And they'll leave really happy with that. Gotcha. What about like, uh, you know, some of the details of the trip, guys? Like, I mean, is a person who's coming down from the States going to need to buy fishing licenses or is that part of, you know, being on the boat? Yeah, we provide all of that. We provide the fishing license. Uh, we provide, you know, of course, the tackle, the, the cruise, the boat, uh, a picnic style lunch. And then, of course, your cooler with all your drinks, waters. Uh, you also get some fruits and some snacks. So you don't really need to bring anything but your sun sunscreen and, and maybe a good, you know, long sleeve fishing shirt. And let's get out there. Nice. Yeah, that's my kind of trip. I like, uh, I like stepping on and stepping off. That's a lot Absolutely. of fun. Oh, I could walk you guys through uh, one of our more popular packages, which would be six days and seven nights. You know, day one, you arrive in Costa Rica uh, on your international flight, and you fly into San Jose. And we'll meet you at the airport. We'll give you a, a transfer to a Hilton downtown in San Jose, and you overnight there. And then on day two, we pick you up first thing in the morning. We transfer you to the domestic air terminal, and you do a quick in-country flight, 45 minutes into Puerto Jimenez, where Crocodile Bay is located. And then 
the days open to sort of settle in, maybe do some shoreside fishing, hang out by the pool, get acclimated, maybe do a quick tour or, or bike riding or kayaking or things. And then the third day you could do your fishing. Diego, our fishing director, will give you an update on what's biting, what the weather conditions are like, get a feel for what our guests are targeting. And then we get you out there. Our boats leave at about 6.30 in the morning and you'll be coming back at about three um, fishing all day. You've got your captain, mate, crew, lunch on board, some beers on board. You can do the day four would be fishing again. I like to do day five as an open day to do some tours, go see some sloths, uh, zip lining, then overnight, then day six, you do another full day of fishing. And on the seventh day, you get up and fly home. Sounds pretty incredible. That's a great point. Let's talk about flying home. Do you ever have anybody bring their harvest back as far as tuna and dolphin and those delicious meats? Is that an issue? Well, the challenges there are um, getting it vacuum sealed and cooled uh, enough on on our end um, before your trip. And sometimes the USDA doesn't allow <laughs> um, your your meat coming back through Costa Rica. Sometimes it does. Um, mm. I can't I can't say uh, definitively um, that yes, definitely you can you can do it like a lot of our our clients do in California. They'll go out and do a tuna trip and fill the freezer for half the year because um, right. you see the price of mahi at the uh the fish store and you go to costa rica and realize oh i could be a millionaire yeah. <laughs> unfortunately right. you're not another thing to keep in mind as far as taking fish back home it's uh your airline i have had clients you know bring their own coolers and stuff and we'll deep freeze everything for them and put it in the cooler and stuff but once they get to the airport, the airline doesn't let you fly with fish back. Mm. So I would definitely suggest, you know, check in the airline to make sure they let you fly with fish back and stuff like that. Because I have had clients, you know, that made it home with their fish. So I know it's possible. I know we, we can do it. But I, I would definitely suggest, yeah, check in with everybody like Mark just mentioned and the airline. I would hate for people to, to lose their, their fish at the airport and have to leave it behind and stuff. No doubt. You know, um, thinking about weather a little bit, do you guys have much in the way of cancellations due to weather? How do you handle um, those inclement days? Well, um, I've been here for a little bit over almost seven years now, and we've never, never canceled due to weather. I mean, (laughs) wow, um, that's incredible. Yeah, we never, never had to cancel due to weather. And from what I heard from the other captains that have been here for longer, uh, they said the only time they had to cancel was about, 12 years ago we got hit with uh with a hurricane that came in and uh but it was just for one day uh, we pulled our boats out of the water just to be cautious and stuff like that but then they went uh, all went back the next day and we were fishing the following day so so yeah that's that's about the only time i've heard you know we had to cancel fishing due to weather i mean don't get me wrong we do wake up to a little bit of rain sometimes maybe a little windy and stuff but we won't cancel unless the the customer asks for it yeah you know the reason i ask that is this is butch and i have called 2022 the year of the cancellation everything that we have tried to do this year has been been, rough it's been jacked up for one reason or another so also i imagine it's a little bit different there too you're talking about running seven or eight miles to catch tuna we have to run 70 or 70 or 80 miles so if it's and i guess you guys have a lot of relief too i mean like you if you got a windy day you can find something to tuck behind and that's that's a nice nice thing to know that hey if i if i go through the trouble of of traveling like this i'm gonna be able to fish that makes it a lot more fun the other thing is anytime you're trying to uh, plan a fishing or hunting trip abroad if you're not thinking this way you need to think this way hopefully you're taking somebody with you or several people with you and it's really not about you it's about selling this to them and they don't always want to necessarily go fishing as bad as you do so what are some of the things, uh, if I'm trying to maybe convince a spouse to do this, that I can can sell to them? Some of those things to do that are are not fishing related that people really enjoy, even if they uh, you know didn't know they were going to. Uh, what are your key kind of excursions? We do have over twenty, I think, yeah, a little bit over twenty excursions that we offer, and you know the most popular ones I would say, of course, is the rainforest tour. We're we are in the middle of the rainforest. You know, they get to see a bunch of different animals, all the different types of monkeys and stuff like that. 
We also have a sloth garden tour where, you know, we, we take people to a, to a place where they like to uh, hang out or, you know, and stuff like that. Also zip lining. We also offer kayak tours, golf excursions, uh, surfing. I mean, you name it, we pretty much have it all. Especially for people that don't want to get into to the fishing and, and stuff like that, we, we can offer, you know, different excursions for them. Yeah, we're located in an amazing part of Costa Rica, the southern uh, part of Costa Rica, the Osa Peninsula, which is one of the most biologically diverse places on Earth. Um, So if you want to see what Costa Rica is known for on land, meaning our our monkeys, our waterfalls, our um, sloths, horseback riding, butterflies, all sorts of all sorts of things, we've got excursions to see all of these things right out of our back door. You don't have to travel too far to get to them. All right, guys, let's take a couple more minutes and hear from a few more of this week's sponsors. Photonist Defense is proud to offer the PD Pro line of night vision systems. The PD Pro series is the world's smallest and lightest night vision goggles built around the Photonist 16mm filmless 4G image intensifier tubes and our hybrid filmless 18mm image intensifier tubes. These ultralight, ultra-compact night vision systems deliver the cleanest image, best resolution, smallest, most transparent halo, and best overall performance and function of any night vision system of Available. The PD Pro line consists of the PD Pro M 16 millimeter monocular, the PD Pro B 16 millimeter binocular, and the PD Pro Q panoramic night vision system. Photonist Defense, Masters of Darkness. Also brought to you by Baker's Metalworks and DC Supply. Baker Metalworks and Dixie Supply offer numerous items to help you get your project done right the first time. They carry a variety of different panel profiles in your choice of colors and gauges with all the matching trim and accessories. They also offer a full line of hardware items and post-frame building designs. Their friendly and knowledgeable sales representatives are always willing to help answer any questions or concerns you may have. Contact them with any questions or get a free estimate today. Baker's Metalworks and DC Supply, your metal roofing headquarters. And brought to you by OutdoorAlabama.com. That's where I learned the basics of how to hunt and fish, including what's in season and which license to buy. Learn more at OutdoorAlabama.com. Go hunt, go fish, get outdoors. This message was brought to you by the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. One of you guys mentioned, uh, you know, the kayak tours and things like that we have in our area. We have uh, kayak fishing has just exploded in the last probably five or 10 years. The, you know, the boats are getting crazier. They're, they're incredible platforms to fish off of. Um, for some of our kayak people, do you guys offer a kayak fishing option? Yes, we do. We do have a kayak fishing tour and it's great. Uh, we do we actually can target a lot other species that we can't really get to uh, off a boat for an example uh we can target snook right off the river mouth and stuff like that uh we can target roosters we can target snappers we can target jacks uh it is mainly a casting game just to mention we're gonna do a lot of casting different artificials and stuff like that while we gliding a live bait off the back of the of the kayak uh so you know, the, the chances on, on catching fish are a little bit higher that way. Um, now, just to keep in mind, we do fish around uh, right around the corner from our lodge. So distance-wise, we're probably looking at about a mile, mile and a half that we have to uh, travel in a kayak. And like I just mentioned, that gives us the, the, the opportunity to fish the river mouth, the opportunity to, to fish, you know, uh, the mangroves and stuff like that, which are prohibited to fish off a boat. So we can't we can't go in there with the kayak. We just cannot go in there in the boat. So that's you know it's a little bit higher chances of of catching species that you can normally catch off off a boat. Sounds incredible. Yeah, I mean you got the option to do the inshore, the offshore, the kayak. I mean really whatever you wanted to do or all of them. You mentioned the lodge. Tell us about the lodge, guys. I mean like you know again I'm I'm always thinking in terms of me and my wife and maybe my children uh, might find a, a reason to leave them behind though. But, uh, you know, if, if, if I'm trying to get down there and I'm trying to get other people excited, what's the lodge like and, and what are the accommodations like? Well, Crocodile Bay has been down on the Osa Peninsula for a little over 20 years, but 
over the past two years, we've made a lot of developments. What we've done is built a brand new hotel um, that we've uh, partnered with Hilton. It's called Botanica, and it's on our property, and it is our hotel, but it's the new accommodations for our fishermen, and it is a beautiful resort. Right now, we've got the first towers open, which gives us uh, 44 rooms to hold almost 100 uh, people. Um, and we're going to be opening up our, our second tower soon. That gives us 123 rooms. So before, we were sort of trapped by how many people we could accommodate. So we would sell out some seasons. And that's not a, that's not a problem with us anymore. So with our combination of our boats and uh, Botanica, we've got a little bit of everything for everybody. Um, it's right in the rainforest, beautiful hotel rooms that have uh, suite options where you can live in a little kitchenette and living room and adjoining uh, bedrooms so everybody can have their privacy but have a shared living space. Or you can have traditional um, two queens or one king standard room that you'd have in a Hilton anywhere else. Um, but they're all overlooking um, the rainforest. We have a giant lagoon pool. We have three restaurants. We have two bars. And we're also close to Puerto Jimenez, um, which is kind of a cool little surfy town um, nearby where you can go and hang at some of the local bars and restaurants. Sounds like he's got you covered, Joe. Mark, what Joe was trying to say was that he likes his Egyptian cotton sheets and right. his king beds and his, you know. Yeah, yeah. So what I was gonna, really trying to have I was hoping you were going to, I was hoping you were going to tell me we don't allow any children. Uh, you must come. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> like you got to find a way to keep them back home. Um, yeah. So, so now I got to, I got to bring them all. Um, now I, I, I Sounds I like guess. a beautiful property. Yeah. Sounds it, really it is, cool. It's really something. And the food, take it from a fat guy, is outrageously good. You know, we've got the the boat to table dining, but we yeah. also have you know some traditionally excellent um, bar food and steaks and things for the kids. If you know they don't eat anything but chicken nuggets and pasta, we've got that too. Yeah, very cool, guys. Well, I mean, I think we kind of covered it in terms of uh, species and maybe when you'd want to target them. Some additional questions. I mean. You guys feel like we missed anything? I know folks are probably going to have more questions about their specific needs. I would like to mention uh, now that Mark brought up the, the new development that we have going on with the Botanica and stuff like that. I would like to mention that our boats got uh, upgraded too. Uh, we just repowered all of our diesels with Caterpillars, brand new Caterpillars. Also brand new paint job, brand new uh, cushions. Um, I mean, everything in the boat, it's up to standard to... Uh, to five stars. So I would like to mention that too. Absolutely. And we're, we're currently running what almost 30 boats now. Wow. Yes. Okay. So you're going to, you're going to be able to go fishing if you come to Costa Rica. That's, that's what I'm hearing you guys say. Yes. That's Another good sure. thing about our fleet is, uh, you know, like, like I said before, we have two different types of boats to fit anybody's needs. Some people, you know, want to really be involved in the fishing and they'll rather go with just the captain on one of the Boston Whalers and let them be the mate and stuff like that. And, and you know, that's that's a great idea for, for the ones that, you know, the hardcore fishermen that wants to be involved in, in everything 100%. And then, of course, you know, we got a little bit bigger boats for, for, for the people that need a little bit more space and for the older people that, you know, want to be more comfortable, more shade and stuff like that. So, yeah, we, we offer, you know, two different types of boats for to accommodate to to our guest needs very cool well, guys undoubtedly we're going to raise some questions that are you know are going to be impossible for us to answer everything that uh somebody might be thinking but if they want to reach out to you guys or maybe go to a website um and, and dig a little deeper into what they're wanting to do what's the best way to do it um maybe give your website and you know your contact information Sure. So the, the best way to learn about Crocodile Bay and our fishing is to go to our website, crocodilebay.com. And there you can sign up um, for our fishing reports that we send out every month and get a feel for what, what's been caught in the past 30 days. We also have uh, specials that we run during the year. Like, for example, right now we've got a special for solo fishermen who want to come down and fish on their own got a week coming up in may that we're uh doing special rates for so crocodilebay.com 
for the fishing. If you want just um, some detailed information about the resort, it's botanicaresort.com. And then if you'd like a customized fishing quote, we can put that together from start to finish, including your, your airfare, hotels, accommodations, that you can call us at 800 733-1115. Guys, thanks so much for joining us today and, and sharing a little bit more information. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll see you guys in Costa Rica t- sometime soon. But uh, Looking forward to that. Yeah, if okay. not, you guys yeah. have a uh, have a Merry Christmas. Hey, you too. We'll see you on the docks. Thanks for the invite. Enjoyed it. This segment was brought to you by Killer Doc. I hadn't even realized how bad it was. I was cleaning fish on rotten wood, and after cleaning just a few fish, I was filthy, and I had a sunburn. I tried wearing a hat, but it just couldn't keep me cold. And how was I supposed to clean fish without getting messy? Killer Doc brings the upgrade that not only will keep me cool and clean, it will make being on my dock enjoyable again. Killer Dock combines durability, function, and design to uniquely upgrade your entire dock experience. Visit KillerDock.com to check out the greatest fish cleaning station known to mankind. Also brought to you by United Bank. United Bank knows what an important role agriculture plays in our local economy. At United Bank, they are here to support local farmers with financial products and services designed specifically for agribusiness, including real loans for farmland, equipment loans, working line of credit, and more. Truth is, they deeply value the contribution agriculture plays to our community, and they help our local farmers build successful businesses. They want to see you succeed. Learn more at unitedbank.com or stop by any United Bank branch. United Bank, all loans subject to credit approval, equal housing opportunity lender, member FDIC. And brought to you by NorthAlabama.org. Are you looking for a real adventure? Whether you are experienced or just a weekend angler looking to land a big one, North Alabama is the place to go for your next fishing expedition. North Alabama is home to eight picturesque lakes. Pickwick, Wilson, Wheeler, Weiss, Smith, Neely Henry, Lake Gunnersville, and Bear Creek Lakes. Each lake is well-stocked with a variety of fish, and in North Alabama, fishing is great year-round. For more information, visit www.northalabama.org and click on Plan to download a North Alabama fishing guide. My wheels are turning. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I got to figure out a way to spin this. What do you think? Should I go in with like, hey, this is all about you and what you want to do in Costa Rica. And I noticed these other opportunities that are really going to be about you. Or should I go in and be like, babe, like this is something I've wanted to do for a long time. And, uh, you know, I think you should come with me. What do you think, man? How do I sell this? It's going to be tough, man. It's going to be, uh, I think that's going to be a circumstantial situation for each person. Right. I personally, I think if I'm going to do this, I would like to go down and fish hard. I don't want to be, I don't want to be pooling it with the girls. Um, so you think this is a, you thinking this is a dude's trip or are you thinking this is I like, mean, it uh, obviously could be both. I mean, it sounds right. like an incredible place with both the amenities. What I'm thinking is, is one thing that I wish that, you know, in the Gulf, we just don't have the number of billfish to be able to really hone your skills. Like one thing right. that I wish I was much better at, you're talking about 15 or 20 shots a day, man. I would love to go down there and just run teasers and mm-hmm. just, you know, teasers and pitch bait, mm-hmm. you know, to really hone your craft. Because I mean, how many times have you been back there and, you know, we, you get a bite of billfish comes up, we drop it back, you reel it up, you, you would really be able to get in there and hone your skills as a pitch baiter or a, I mean, I've never, know, I've never messed bait. that up before, you know, I mean, yeah, I, right. I mean everyone yeah. I've ever pitched, I mean, we've caught, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Like get some more numbers yeah. up. Right. That would be that would be my goal down there, I think, would be to really hone that hone that skill. That would be fun. Yeah. Well, and, and being able like it sounds like they're very uh, malleable. It's not like this is the For way sure. we fish and and you, you can come with us. It's more like saying, hey, I'm a I'm a slow yeah. pitch jig guy. So all I want to do the whole week or. Yeah. Hey man, you know, it's all about black marlin for me, or it's all about, I want to catch as many billfish as possible. Or like you said, all I want to do is pitch bait the whole time. Um, you really can do whatever you want to do. And I don't think it's going to be a hard sell, man. Uh, my wife likes to fish number one. So that's, that's pretty easy. The real question is, do we bring the kids or 
do we leave them behind? Because I'm thinking like this could be a great thing for them. Uh, maybe in a maybe for mine anyway. In a maybe few get a years, older. you know, yeah. uh, this might be something that this is the adult vacation. But but yeah, man, I like that timing. Like he was talking about with the black marlin. Mean, for me, that that February time frame, you know, that's a great time for yeah, us. Hunting season, hunting season are wrapping, wrapping up. up. Football's over with. Uh, yep. Turkey season's not quite cranked up yet. Fishing hadn't quite got there yet. I mean, there's some things to do for sure, but it's very weather dependent. And yeah. uh, be a good yeah. time to go try something epic. Yeah, yeah, and a great time. Apparently, it. a great time for them as well. Y'all go check out CrocodileBay.com. Hey, that is going to be a wrap for this week's show. If you're enjoying the podcast, uh, as always, take a minute, subscribe, rate, leave us a review wherever you listen. And if you'd like us to email you the show, we'll do it each and every week. All you have to do is text the word fishing to 314-665-1767, and we will email you the show each and every week. That's it for today, guys. Stay safe out there. As always, look forward to seeing y'all again next week. This week's Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report was brought to you by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors Magazine subscription and become a better Southern outdoorsman. You can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. And brought to you by... LM Marine has something for everyone, from small hunting boats, pontoons, as well as bigger bay and hybrid boats for the hardcore angler. Go visit them at 34600 Highway 59 in Stapleton, Alabama, or call 251 937 1380. And by Fish Bites. For over 20 years, Fish Bites has been helping anglers all along the Gulf Coast and around the world put fish in the cooler. Ask for Fish Bites or Fish Bites Fight Club lures or visit fishbites.com. Fish Bites, made in the USA. And brought to you by Hilton's Real-Time Navigator, bringing you the highest quality online satellite fishing charts since 2004. Your source for sea temps, altimetry, currents, and watercolor at hiltonsoffshore.com. And by Mallard Bay Outdoors. MallardBay.com is the Airbnb-style marketplace for discovering and booking your next guided hunting and fishing adventures. You can browse trips and prices by state or species, select the dates you'd like to go, message outfitters, and secure your dates all from one platform, MallardBay.com. Not sure where you want to go yet? Reach out on Instagram or Facebook and they can help you find your dream hunt. And brought to you by the all-new Alabama Fishing Show is coming to Gaston, Alabama, March the 10th through the 12th. The venue at Coosa Landing on George Wallace Drive, alabamafishingshow.com. And brought to you by MB Ranch King Hunting Blinds and Feeders are built to last right here in the USA. We also offer high-quality, easy-to-use corn and protein feeders that can be filled with both feet on the ground. Call Kevin today for more information or get a quote at 205-807-2937. MB Ranch King, built in the pursuit of perfection. And by the Alabama Marine Resources Division reminds all recreational anglers possessing gray trigger fish, greater amberjack, or red snapper that they must report these fish through snapper check before they are landed in Alabama. For more information about snapper check, please visit outdoorsalabama.com.